Well, hello everyone and welcome to another message. This one is for Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. Thank you for being here today. My name is Melvin Gaines for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Uh, welcome and I'd like to go ahead and present the message to you now. I pray that it's really beneficial based upon where we are today in the world and knowing that there are so many things that are happening that are there's a great deal of uncertainty out there. There are things that are taking place that we don't understand. We don't really know what to expect. And perhaps we have expectations and those expectations haven't been met. Uh, we're going through personal trials and tribulations and they don't seem to be ending anytime soon. Uh, this message is gonna be all about how we deal with those very issues. And I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit speaks uh, at this time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to just listen to you, speak to our hearts, our minds. I thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, your very presence in our lives. We pray, Lord, that you'll just bless us now. Bless our congregation as well to all the members who may be going through difficulty. And anyone who hears this message that, uh, Lord, that you speak directly to them as far as where their focus should be. And we give you praise and thanks. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This opening story is about a friend of mine that I have spent time with in person and mostly uh, over the phone for the past several months. His name is Ray, and he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I have kept in touch with him at his request for weekly phone calls and updates. Now, Ray was kind enough to permit me to write about him for this message. Uh, we have talked through a number of issues that included a stressful job uh, at Amazon and his pursuit uh, of a job in Savannah working at a reputable aviation company, which would require relocation to that area. Now, he is a very gifted person who knows his stuff when it comes to airplane engineering, but he also has shared with me his personal challenges. One of his biggest is his ability to handle stress. Another challenge has been his bouts with anger. I am pleased to report that he has done much better with controlling his anger, and he is learning how to deal with stress. But all of this has taken a toll on him back to his childhood. Uh, fast forward to today, his expectation to gain employment received a setback when he had a heart attack about two months ago. It was a good thing that he was in excellent physical condition, but after we spoke about this, we agreed that his high level of stress had a significant role in his heart attack. It was now time for Ray to take better care of Ray. He is presently in rehab and is doing well, but he really wants to get back to work. But right now, he just can't. His life recovery is much greater than what he can do for himself right now. God is fully involved in his healing, and he knows this too. Not long before his heart attack, Ray decided that he needed to turn his life back over to Jesus. So what we can see here is that even when you recognize that you still need to focus on Jesus, tough things can and do still happen in your life. As we all live in a fallen world, it's seldom a smooth process to get from the place where you are coming from to where you eventually want to be. 
For example, going through rehab can be a very, very tough process. It's downright hard sometimes, and your mind and body may be screaming at you to just stop or even give up. Well, you can't give up. You just can't. It is God's desire for you to keep after it. He is on the journey with you, and he desires for you to draw upon his word, his strength, and his guidance. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Psalm chapter 16, Psalm 16, and we're going to look at verses 7 and 8. Psalm 16, verses 7 and 8. God wants you to draw upon his word, draw upon his very presence right now. That's what we need to do to get through these tough times. And it says in Psalm 16, verses 7 and 8, this is the Christian Standard Bible Version. I will bless the Lord who counsels me, even at night when my thoughts trouble me. I always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Amen. Let's look at another passage, Psalm 73, verse 28. Psalm 73, verse 28. Now I pulled this from the New Living Translation because I love the way it reads and provides that reassurance that's very easy to understand. Psalm 73, 28. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. One of the best things that Ray is doing right now is literally saturating himself in God's word. And it reminds him that he would not be here without God's grace, his mercy, and his healing power. Ray's healing is both physical and spiritual, and it is for the long haul. When you're going through a tough time, it requires steadfastness. It requires action. It requires strength. Our true faith in Jesus Christ is not just for the short term. It's for the long haul. It requires perseverance. Perseverance. Let's define perseverance for greater clarity. Perseverance, which is a noun, is a steady persistence in a course of action, a purpose, a state, etc., especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. Now, we mentioned last week the importance of living a life of perseverance in overcoming obstacles. That's exactly what this message today is all about. You probably do not need to look very far to find someone who is going through difficulty, and you may not even need to look anywhere but your own situation. It's all the more reason that we must exercise perseverance as we go through the painstaking process of healing and recovery. 
Persistence in spite of difficulty, obstacles, and discouragement. Well, let's see what the Lord has to say about all of this. Take a look with me, please. Uh, James 1, verses 2 through 4. And then we're also going to add to that verse 12. James 1, verses 2 through 4. And then we'll read down in verse 12. Starting with verse 2, James chapter 1. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And then drop down to verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Amen to that. Let's look at another verse. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. This is the English Standard Version. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace... Who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Amen to that. Perseverance is nothing less than standing firm in your faith in Jesus. He is the focus that is necessary to persevere through whatever you are going through. Our refuge and strength comes from the presence of Jesus Christ. John 16, verse 33, English Standard Version says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Perseverance requires focus focus in the midst of trials and tribulation. It requires action and effort in our physical bodies, but we have to rely upon Jesus to facilitate the healing of our minds and bodies. In virtually every instance, our perseverance means we have to wait on Jesus. We have to wait on him. We are waiting on the Lord to give us what we need. Take a look at Psalm 27, 14. Psalm 27, 14. And that waiting thing is really tough sometimes. And that's recognized. But yet, here's a verse that reminds us how important it is for us to just wait. Because it actually mentions it twice. Psalm 27, 14, English Standard Version. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. 
There's the emphasis. Now, to be clear, waiting on the Lord is not a passive activity. It is highly active. It involves trusting that the Lord is giving us what we need as we persevere. He tells us to be strong and courageous while waiting on him. Where have we heard or seen this before? Uh, it's a very simple verse, and you've seen it probably many times. But go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1, and I'm going to cover verses 6 and 7, and then we'll also read verse 9. Joshua 1, verses 6 and 7, and then verse 9. Being strong and courageous is part of the process while we wait on him. It says in verse 6, Joshua 1, Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to your, their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left so that you will have success wherever you go. And then verse 9, Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, there's something to note here that being strong and courageous is mentioned three times in this short passage because there was obviously a concern on Joshua's part where it was a very, very fearful thing that he was about to get involved in. And one of the things that God was just trying to remind him of is just to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't allow yourself to get discouraged because the Lord is going to be with him no matter what is going on. No matter where he goes, no matter what he does, the Lord will be with him. He was being reassured repeatedly in this passage. And isn't that like us at times? We need that kind of reassurance in our own lives where sometimes we need to hear something more than once perhaps twice, perhaps three times, to give emphasis that we need not be fearful, be strong and courageous. As we wait, uh, let's examine this whole thing. Let's look at this waiting process. Understand that waiting is always good if it's in the Lord's timing. And that's the thing we always need to keep in mind too. But we're gonna take the word wait and use WAIT as an acronym and look at how it's important for us to follow these attributes I'm going to describe where we should keep our focus as we are going through this perseverance as we're waiting on God's timing. First of all, the W in WAIT is to be watchful. Watchful. You must keep your focus on Jesus and His Word because quite simply, it's going to keep you out of trouble. Take a look at Matthew 26, 41, and I'll explain exactly why that's the case. Even Jesus is telling all who are listening, especially his disciples, but he's telling anyone who's within earshot. Um, Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is important because perseverance must involve faith and trust in Jesus throughout the process. When you're hurting, 
you're vulnerable to Satan's attacks. No question about it. Know your enemy and put on the full armor of God. Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 13 is an example of this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. You'll notice that putting on the full armor of God requires action, doesn't it? It requires your action. It requires you being active in the process as you wait on Jesus, as you persevere. And goodness knows, look at all the things that are up against us, those spiritual forces, Satan himself. We are attacked early and often to get us out of balance, out of focus, in that very area where we need to be looking to Jesus. Always keep that in mind. Standing firm in your faith is the essence of perseverance. The A in wait is to be attentive. Please take a look at uh, Proverbs, chap uh, Proverbs 4, verses 1 and 2, and we'll also read verse 4. Turn to Proverbs 4, 1 and 2, and then we'll also read verse 4. Being attentive, obviously the implication here is that you're paying attention. You're being very much aware of what's going on. And so what it says here in Proverbs 4, verse 1, Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. And then verse 4, He taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Go to James 1, verses 19 and 20. And once again, another familiar set of verses. And this is all being done on purpose, by the way. These verses that I'm referring to. When you're going through difficulty, it's really, really important to be able to recall certain passages that are familiar to you. But they'll have greater application, especially in those moments when things are not going well. And that's exactly what the purpose of this is here. Look at what it says in James 1, verses 19 and 20. These are verses that we should just try to keep in heart, our hearts and minds. And when it, the time comes, the Spirit will remind us of these things as we go through our difficulty. Verse 19 in chapter 1 of James. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Now, even though you're a believer, if you're a believer, this word has tremendous application because 
we're still in the flesh. And there's a lot of stuff we need to put out of our lives as we take on this focus and faith in Jesus Christ. The living word of Jesus Christ is your refuge in times of difficulty. And it works as a repellent to any attacks or temptation that Satan throws your way. Remember what Jesus did when he was being tempted by Satan? He just did a recall of the word of God and repeated it and demonstrated that's exactly what we're to do as well whenever we're going through temptation. Stay awake and pay attention to the presence of Jesus in your act of perseverance. Be attentive. The I in wait is to inquire. Inquire. When you are scuffling and looking for progress, you can readily call on Jesus. We covered this verse last week, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. In the ESV version, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. These are all promises from God. He just wants us to seek after him. Inquire of him as you're going through difficulty. Give him anything that you've got. He can take it, and then some. James chapter 1, verse 5, in the NIV version, says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. He wants you to ask. He wants you to seek after him for wisdom, for guidance, for knowledge, for understanding. Our flesh always looks for quick fixes and alternate methods as we go through our trials. Well, God's word reminds us to go directly to him for answers in prayer. As you pray regularly, as you're reading, as you're studying, as you're meditating on his word, seek the Lord through the entire process. Inquire of him. Philippians 4, again, a very familiar passage, verses 6 and 7. I'm going to give you the NIV version. But again, this is something to recall because remember what Joshua is being told. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. And here it says the same thing to us. Verse 6 of Philippians 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. When we're going through stress or difficulty or even persecution, God doesn't want us to stay in an anxious state. He wants us to circle back to him. Make your requests known to him. Inquire of him. Your regular daily reading and meditation of God's word will build you up while you ask him about what you're going through. 
even as you persevere, remain persistent in your communication with Jesus. As you wait for answers, his inherent nature is to comfort you in your fellowship with him. Even while you're waiting for answers to questions, seek after God anyway, even if you're not getting the answer you necessarily want. His presence alone will provide comfort while you're waiting for him. Really, really important to remember that. The T in wait means to trust his word. Trust his word. God's word is truth, and he wants you to even go back to him in prayer as you reckon with your difficulty. Remind him of his promises and pray with specificity. Specificity means being very specific in your prayers. Not general. General prayers are fine, but what you're gonna get sometimes is maybe a general answer or something that may not be satisfying for you. Pray with specificity. And that's a habit that all of us need to be getting into as we get more sophisticated in our prayer efforts. If you wanna see God move in your life, pray with specificity and just challenge him with that because he always responds to us. He responds to us, of course, in his own timing, but he does respond. And that's the challenge that we all have. So keep that in mind as we start praying more. Uh, be, pray very specifically about what you wanna see God do in your life and perhaps even in the lives of others as well. He's gonna always honor his word. Your faith in Jesus will carry you through. It's his word. He stands on his word. He stands by his word. He doesn't contradict himself. He doesn't compromise on it. It's always truth. Another verse that we've all seen before, but one to remember, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm giving you the New Living Translation version because of the way it reads. It's just beautiful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Do you even understand that as you pray, he takes you on a path, a path of life. While you're even waiting for answers from him, he moves you forward in a direction that's helpful for you and helpful for you as far as persevering. Of course, the wonderful thing is that there's always something to look forward to, and that's when we finally will be with him. But even until that time, God gives you peace along that pathway. Though you may walk through that valley of the shadow of death, you have no fear of evil because God's staff, the, the staff that you have, you're comforted by God's very presence. And that's what you have to remember here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's going to show you which direction to take while you're persevering. Go to Psalm 28, verses 6 and 7, please. Psalm 28, verses 6 and 7. Psalm 28, verses 6 and 7, English Standard Version. 
Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. Verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exults and with my song I give thanks to him. Even while you're waiting on Jesus, even while you're going through perseverance, you can rejoice. You can rejoice because of God's very presence in your life. How miserable would it be if God were not present? If God were not walking with you through this process? If God were somehow missing? But we know that that's not the case because anyone who calls on the Lord indeed will be saved. But even as we are saved, all of us who call on him, he is immediately present. We need to make sure that we are being obedient to his word. We are following his truth, the truth of his word and what we're doing. And that's something to make, make sure that we're all doing. Make sure that you're not blocking the Lord because of your disobedience. When you call on him, be ready to repent and humble yourself if you need to. That's also very important too. And there are going to be many opportunities where we just have to humble ourselves before the Lord and ask for forgiveness. Amen. That's just the reality of who we are. But thankfully, he is faithful and just to forgive us if we simply ask in sincerity. Psalm 56, verse 3 says, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And that's trust in the Lord. That's trust in Jesus Christ. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. I'm very thankful for Ray's progress. He's come a long way, but he knows that there is still a long road ahead of him. And it's okay with him because the Lord is moving right along with him. And that's the comforting part, to know that the Lord is in your presence. It means everything. Isaiah 41, verse 10, Christian Standard Bible Version. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Look at all the verses of affirmation about God's presence in our lives. If only we would just have faith and trust in him and trust in his word. Be strong and courageous as you persevere in Christ. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for your presence right now. We thank you for your comforting presence. We thank you for your reassurance. We thank you for affirming us when we just trust in you, just having that mustard seed of faith and believing in you. Lord, we may be going through the real ringer at times. We are going through trials of different types, different shapes, sizes, and colors. And sometimes when a trial ends, another one comes. But Lord, help us to see the importance of remaining steadfast in our faith, putting on that armor of God if we need to, and truly waiting on you to get us through those tough times. We thank you, Lord, for your healing power. We thank you for your grace. 
Lord, we just thank you for being here with us, for your very presence. Teach us, O oh Lord, as we move forward. Give us the power through the Spirit to understand what's happening. Have greater realizations as to what's going on. And Lord, hold us up when we're tough, when we're feeling shaken, when we're ready to collapse, when we have that difficulty to even go forward. When we want to quit, Lord, help us to move forward. Thank you, Lord, for your teaching. Thank you for your very presence. Thank you for the lessons that you're teaching us right now. We just give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks directly to you and to your heart. And may that word just pierce right through you. If there are some things that you need to be doing in your life right now to make sure that you are indeed having true fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you all and take care of yourselves. And we'll see you next time.